The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today, inspiration as well. I got a true special guest with an incredible story. I mean, this guy is amazing. His name is Nick Santonastasso. 21 years old, maybe never heard of him before, and he's competing in his first bodybuilding competition this Saturday, tomorrow, September 9th in Tampa, Florida. He's competing in the Iron Bay Classic. And it's a big deal. And the reason why it's a big deal is because Nick was born without both of his legs, without an arm, and all but one finger on his left hand. He truly gives new meaning to the word unbelievable, especially when you see him in action in the gym. His story is inspiring. It's incredible. His positivity and energy are infectious. And if his name sounds sort of familiar, it's because you might have seen him pull some of his pranks on Vine. He had over a million followers on Vine before it shut down. And Thanks to some of the crazy pranks he pulled on people, including Norman Reedus of The Walking Dead. Nick is going to tell us the story behind that prank. It's hilarious and a few of his other favorites. You'll also hear about the rare disorder he was born with that resulted in him having no legs and just one arm with a single finger. And how despite his limitations, he became a wrestler in high school, uh, plays the drums, and then got into bodybuilding. That's right. Super inspirational guy in story. You think you're having a rough day? You got nothing compared to Nick Santanastasso. And his story fits in perfectly with my new book no is a four-letter word it's enough to get you working on achieving your dreams whatever they may be 20 principles on how you too can achieve your dreams and make uh, your goals happen the vince mcmahon principle work hard and work then work harder the brian pillman principle you got to do something different the paul stanley principle eliminate negativity the mike damone principle wherever you are that's the place to be you are going to learn from this book and plus it's surrounded by a bunch of ridiculous stories as uh, you know uh, and love from chris Jerry. Books. No is a four-letter word. Buy it now at bookstores everywhere. Go to Amazon, buy it there. Uh, and if you're going to be in Oshawa, Ontario, the Toronto area, September 18th, I will be at Indigo Bookstore in Oshawa, 7 p.m. Come on out and get your book signed. The signings, the signings have been great. Huge turnouts in all the cities, including Los Angeles, uh, just a few nights ago. Thanks to everybody in L.A. who came out. Everybody in Ridgewood, New Jersey, that was a crazy signing. 1,300 people were there. 1,300 people just to see my dumb ass. Uh, and then we had a great signing Tribeca Barnes and Noble, Tampa Barnes and Noble, Orlando Barnes and Noble, um, uh, Northeast Wrestling Under the Stars had a great signing there up in uh, uh, Wapping Your Falls, New York. So thanks to everybody who's who's bought the book, everyone who's enjoying it. If you haven't bought it, go check it out. You can buy it at my Amazon store, Amazon.com slash shop slash I am Jericho. Check it out. You won't regret it. Uh, no more signings after the Oshawa, though, because uh, Fozzie's about to hit the road again. Judas Rising to Tour is back with Judas being uh, number one on, uh, on on Octane. It was voted the biggest song of the summer, which is huge. Uh, over eight and a half million uh, views on YouTube for Judas, and it's not stopping. The highest chart position it's ever been in on rock radio, all the way up to number 18, number 14 on another rock radio chart. So Judas, the Judas effect is still rolling on. The tour begins uh, September 26th in Clarksville. Take the last train to Clarksville at the warehouse. September 27th, Fort Wayne, Indiana at Pierre's. Come on, come on, check us out, guys. We need your help in 
Kevin Pierre's. Come come and see us. Come rock with us. September 28th, Columbus, Ohio at A&R Bar. September 29th, we got the WRIF Riff Fest in Detroit, Rock City. September 30th, Libertyville, Illinois at the Austin Fuel Room. October 1st, Janesville, Wisconsin at the Sonic Boom Festival. Then we go to Buffalo, Niagara Falls, October 3rd at Rapids Theater. October 4th, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania at the Chandelier Lobby. October 5th, Worcester at the Palladium. October 6th, Wilmington, Delaware at the uh, Queen. October 7th, Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, two Wilmingtons in a row at the Muse. October 8th, we finish off this short run with Gemini Syndrome. Winston-Salem at the Ultra Saloon. Then we're going all the way over to Europe. European tour, October 27th, starting in Birmingham. October 28th, Dublin. 29th, Belfast. October 31st, Happy, Happy Halloween. It's in Chester, England. Uh, Manchester on November 1st. London on the 2nd. Sheffield on the 3rd. Glasgow on the 4th. Glasgow is going to sell out very quickly here, very soon. If you don't have your ticket for Glasgow, don't wait on the fence. It's going to sell out in the next couple weeks, so don't wait. Uh, the 5th in Newcastle. Then we go over to uh, Europe, the mainland. 7th in Amsterdam. 8th, Aschaffenburg, Germany. 9th is Pertown, Switzerland. Roncade, Italy on the 11th. Rome on the 12th. Vienna on the 14th. Munich on the 15th. Essen on the 16th. Hamburg on the 17th. And Genk, Belgium on the 18th. Okay, and we're doing VIP meet and greets at all of those shows, at all those gigs. You get to meet the band. You get to take a picture with us. You get to ask us questions. And you get to see a private mini concert that only you get to see us playing some of our favorite cover songs, some Fozzie songs you won't hear during the night. It's a bonus Fozzie concert just for you. Don't you miss out. All those other VIP meet and greets, they pale in comparison to the Fozzie VIP experience. Go check it out at FozzieRock.com and come rock with us. All right. This this is Talk is Jericho. Okay, so um, I think it was, uh, was it Micah Rotundo or something Rotundo. Anyways, a friend of mine has an Instagram, and she had uh, just done an interview with you, yeah. with Nick Santos here. And it really blew my mind because you're, you're doing a bodybuilding contest or getting ready for one, but you have no legs, no hands, and one arm with a finger, basically, yeah. is, 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 what, is what you have. And it blows my mind that you're doing a bodybuilding contest, Nick, <laughs> which is um, how, how, I mean, you got big arm there. I mean, you look great, dude. Thank how, you. how can you do, just start right off the bat, how can you train with just one arm and a finger? So it was just trial and error. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that reflects on my whole life because everything I did was just falling on my face and getting up and figuring out how to do it next way. So, you know, it was going into the gym with my friends or my trainers or my buddies. And uh, basically just figuring out how I was going to hit muscles the way I could hit muscles. Um, you know, body alignment, isolation, just very, very focused when I go into the gym and just making sure I'm hitting the right parts. So I build that symmetry and I could build, you know, my body parts the way they need to be built on both sides um, reg- regarding like my shorter arm here. Just making sure I hit things correctly. So it's a, it's a lot of focus in going into the gym and just making sure I get the most out of my workout. Because noticing, yeah, like at first I thought, but you do have another arm. It's just a very, like you said, you call it your shorter arm. Yes. It's like uh, like a very short little... Looks like a potato. Potato, yeah. <laughs> That's what I call it. So just explain to people why do you have no legs and, and, and a short arm yeah. and a long arm. So I was born with hand-heart syndrome. And, hand-heart uh, syndrome. Hand-heart syndrome. And what hand-heart syndrome is, is a super rare genetic disorder that either leaves the babies with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs. I was the 12th baby in the world at the time that ever had this syndrome, and uh, they told my parents, you know, he, he's got a 30% chance to live. We don't know if he's going to be born with undeveloped organs. Um, they, know, they, they knew that I had undeveloped limbs. They just didn't know how my organs were. So I was born, and they did a test on my organs, and they were 100% healthy, and that's why we're always living in a state of gratitude, man, and that's so important. So um, that's what it is. It's a super rare genetic disorder called Hanhart syndrome. Only 12 at the time, yes. At the time in the whole world. I was the 12th baby. Dude, like there's like it's 5 billion people, <laughs> and there's only 12 people that have Hanhart syndrome. Yes. Unbelievable. So you grew up with this disease, obviously. You know, it's like people say sometimes, well, how do you live on a farm? Well, if you grew up on a farm and know nothing else, that's so you that's grew up this way. So when did you start realizing that you were different from other kids? So, you know, and that has to do with the way my parents raised me, you know, immediately when I when I could comprehend my parents were like you know Nick the world's not going to stop for you because you're born with this disability you know you're going to have to go throughout the world and figure out how to do things next way so like for example they put food in front of me and say figure it out or you know here's your clothes figure it out and um middle school middle school was when I finally realized I was different you know middle school high school the most judgmental times of your life 
and that's when I realized I was different. And that mm-hmm. was that I get into that's my lowest point in my life. Really? Yeah. Because the kids teasing you and stuff no, like that or whatever. I wasn't. I didn't love myself. I wasn't comfortable in my body. Um, you know, I always tell people my confidence level was at zero in middle school, and um, you know, I was out of shape, and I was just the big. The big question was why. Why was I born like this? Why do I have to go through all these challenges? And, you know, these kids don't know what I'm going through. And I was out of shape and I just didn't want to go in public. I didn't want to do anything because the bottom line, dude, I was disgusted with my body. You know, I didn't like it and I didn't want to go in public. I didn't want to look in the mirror. So I I always categorize that as my my Mm. lowest point. Was it hard? Like, you know, um, because as we say now, like watching some of your stuff and doing some research, like then we're going to get into all this stuff. You're, you're, you're training, you're wrestling, like like a high school wrestling, playing drums, yeah. making these crazy videos on Vine and other ways where you're basically like just coming out of the shadows and scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> you know, I'm obviously you're very comfortable with who you are now yes. as, as a person and, and, and totally have no issue at all with, with, with your body, like you yes. said. That's confidence. And um, I'm actually writing a book. Nice. And my book, hopefully, I'm, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I want to get my book published before November. And it's going to be basically just about confidence and how I implemented, how it's a skill. It's not just something that you have. It's a skill. And it's how I implemented confidence in all the areas of my life to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. So wrestling changed my life. Um, a little, little quick story about wrestling. So when I was a sophomore, um, my shorter arm, my right arm, was a little bit longer um, it looked like a chicken wing at the time, not a potato. So the bone was growing faster than the skin, mm. and it was very sensitive. Like I couldn't, I couldn't bang it on anything. And um, my older brother was a wrestler for the high school. He he was at high school at the time, but he was a wrestler. And at the time, all my best friends were wrestlers. And um, I came home one day and said, "Mom and Dad, I want I want to try wrestling. I want to be a wrestler." And my mom was like, "My mom and Dad were like, what about your arm?" I said, "Let's cut it off." Mm. And they were like, "Nick, come on." I was like, "No." So we. That's what we did. We scheduled the amputation, and I got my arm lasered off, and they put a bunch of skin um, so I could wrestle. So my sophomore year, I went through the rehabilit- the, like, you know, the rehab, just the recovery mm. of my arm. And then junior year, I, I went out for my wrestling team. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, um, you know, everything in life, I, from, from when I was born, you know, there was a huge long list of limitations. You know, the doctors gave my parents, kind of like handed it over and said, you know, your son's not going to be able to do this, that, you know, all that stuff. And um, so... You know, growing up, I, I do, I carry a chip on my shoulder, kind of just to prove people wrong. So going into wrestling, people were like, Nick, you know, you can't be an athlete, you know. And I was like, I'm not going to be an athlete. I'm going to be a varsity athlete. <laughs> so junior year, I got my butt kicked. You know, I told I told my buddies, I was like, beat me up. Like, beat me up. I need to learn everything, everything, you know, adapt, you know, just so I can become a better wrestler in, in, in my situation. And, um, you know, I want to follow back and just give a little bit perspective the only limitation I saw that I had was the fact that my arm hurt. It wasn't the fact that I had no legs and one arm because I was confident in my ability and my hard work that I that my my hard work in the room would make up for my lack of limbs. I was confident. You know, you know what I love about this, and this is obviously a completely different worlds, but I can completely understand what you're saying and what you're empathize and empathize because like I said I'm not comparing, but I think even when I started wanting to be in a wrestling, I just wrote yes. a book about it about I wanted to be a wrestler and I wanted to be in a rock and roll band. You'll never do it. You can't do it. Which just made me go, you know what? You, I'm gonna do it, yeah. and I'm gonna do it at the highest of levels. Well, how are you gonna do it? You're only five foot ten. I don't care. I'll, I'll find I, a way. I'll do it. I'm not worried about what you think. So it's yeah. the same attitude as what you're having. Absolutely. You don't care what anybody thinks because you want to do it. Absolutely. And. uh you know, I always tell people, you know, when I speak and I'm like, you know, it, it sounds mainstream, but like the only limits you have are the ones you put on yourself, you know, and uh, I never let anything hinder me or, or my mindset or mm-hmm. ever, ever let anyone's opinion of what they, you know, where I wouldn't be sitting here in front of you if I listened to all those people. Right. Right. I would not be here. I wouldn't be speak. I wouldn't have my speaking company. I wouldn't be modeling. I wouldn't be bodybuilding. I wouldn't be doing all this stuff if I just listened to all these people They're like, ah, eh, you can't do that. <laughs> You and, know? And, and I wouldn't be here either yeah, talking exactly. to you, talking to me. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? No, just, just hold on a second. You, you just drop, like, obviously, you have the same attitude that I do. Like, you're going to do whatever whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you just mentioned about five things. But let's just go back to wrestling for a second. So I'm not a, a varsity wrestler. Yes. I don't. So the idea is when you start, don't you start like on, on all fours and the guy goes and you kind of start? Like, so how you, are you starting the matches? So. When you start a match, you uh, a match you start neutral, so that's just on the line. Shake hands and you go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, depending on when when the round ends or when you go out of bounds, um, I would go on bottom and I would just I would just put my arm out like I'd sit on my butt like they do, and I'd just put my arm out, and that's how they start with their elbow, mm-hmm. their hand on my elbow, and we go from there. Or if I was on top, I would just come come behind them, and I'd be on the floor, and I'd have my my one arm around their stomach and try to get, and then we'd start there. I started pretty normal. Did you did, like how did you do in your matches? So my junior year, um, I had no idea what I was doing, and. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, all the things that I do in life, I had no idea what I was doing. I just <laughs> did it with confidence until I knew what I was doing. Um, so I I just got my butt kicked a bunch of times and just figured out um, where I could be strong. And I figured out, you know, what I would needed to do to become a, to become a varsity wrestler. And for me, if I was on the varsity lineup, it would be important for me to not give up the full six points, which is a pin, which is going to your back. And uh, so I'd pack, I, I would practice back bridges for like 45 minutes. Mm. And I'd, I'd hold, my, hold myself up on my neck. And your I'd, neck and then your bottom yeah, part and my of your butt, body? Yeah. Your butt, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would just strengthen my neck because I knew that if I went to my back, I was, was going to try my best not to give up the six mm. points. And it's funny. Um, I wrestled a district or a region placer, which is you have districts. If you win districts, you go in the regions. I wrestled a region placer, and he couldn't pin me. And it was it was mm-hmm. it was a great moment in my so life. So just not getting pinned was almost a victory. Oh, it, it was, was a victory, victory yeah. for the team, yeah, yeah. Because I, you know there was kids on my team that would go out and give up six points, and I wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, um, so wrestling it changed my life because senior year um, I worked. I came out as the central regional one hundred six pounder varsity for my high school, and um, that's when I found my why. And the reason I say that is I wasn't I wasn't the greatest wrestler. My my varsity record was like three and sixteen. But I had three wins, and uh, yeah, that's crazy. Good. Three, yeah. So how how are you getting your three wins? So I got a couple wins off more points, so like takedowns, and um, and then I I pinned a kid in a cradle. I don't know if you know what a cradle is, but it's when you bring their knee to their head and pinch. yeah, yeah. So let's let's say like you know like I'm sure you know people can be mean like are people <laughs> yelling at you and calling you like names and stuff like if you beat like a a guy with two arms and two legs is he pissed off? Like, I would be. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be. But um, when I lost, I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the competitive side to me. And um, like I said, I was I wasn't the best wrestler, but the gymnasiums would be packed to see me wrestle. And I and I did at a, as an eighteen year old kid, I didn't realize why until I came off the mat, and I would have parents and kids come up to me and be like, "Hey, you know, my son or daughter never wanted to do a sport, and seeing you out there like having fun and giving your all, like they want to do all these sports." And I have parents like crying and thanking me, and I'm like this 18 year old kid and i'm i'm like whoa you know like stop like i found my why mm-hmm, like look mm-hmm. look what i'm doing i'm impacting people and uh you know to give value to other people is the end goal mm. the bottom line you know if you can give value to a mass amount of people you're winning in life you're mm. crushing it so just me finally realizing that like i'm impacting all these people by just like you know doing something that i wanted to do and pursuing something that i wanted to do and that's how the pranking came um let's talk about yeah. that because there's some crazy videos <laughs> Thank of, like you. i said like the one I saw, the lady in the in the grocery aisle, and, and what Nick does is you like hide hide me on the aisle, and then you come out and just run at people. Yeah, and the lady's like trying to hit you with the broom. Yeah, and, you know, like tell me about that. So, um, you know, as I realized the impact I have in wrestling, um, the app Vine came out, and Vine was an app where you can post six second it videos. It was right, yes. yeah, back and, in the um, old days of yes. 2014 yeah. or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, yes, and um. You know, I thought to myself, you know, okay, Nick, you're impacting people with the wrestling. Um, let's find out a way where you can make these kids laugh, but but make them feel comfortable at the same time. So, I, you know, I wanted to figure out, not only did I want to do something that has never been done in the world, because I knew if I posted something that, that no one else could do, because like use my situation as a, an advantage, that it would go viral, and I'd have an outlet. And, um, you know, my goal with Vine was to inspire and entertain. If, if, if just one kid or if one adult could see, you know... Look how happy Nick is, you know, crawling around Walmart pretending to be a zombie or like just smiling. Like if I can impact one kid, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I put my first zombie prank. I posted it. I, w- I was a senior in high school. I expected it to get like 500 likes. What did you just do, do it? You did it yourself? I went to Walmart with a, with a couple buddies. We put like fake blood on me and I, I scared someone and I, and I didn't expect anything of it. And I woke up and had 80,000 likes, 80,000, over 80,000 revines. And it went internationally viral. Mm. And I was getting, you know... Teen, NJ teen, disabled teen, turning disability, disability into positive, like all these titles and just all these news places. And um, in under a year, I gained a million fans. I gained wow. a million followers on Vine. And I was that zombie kid. I was the zombie king. 
And um, <laughs> that led me to getting hired by Fox International to scare Norman Reedus of The Walking Dead in Tokyo, Japan. And, and why did they hire you to do that? Because no one else could do it like me. They just wanted to have him, they just wanted to pull a joke They wanted on to him? pull a prank, and I was the right guy. So they just had this idea, we want to... We wanted pull, to, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln, yeah. his buddy, they, they were like, yo, we need, to, we need to prank Norman somehow. And they found me, and they were like, you're the man. So where did you go to do this? They flew me out to Tokyo, Japan. Why were they in Tokyo? Because they were doing press release for their mm -hmm. new season. Mm -hmm. So funny, um, they flew me in, they flew me in. I, I stayed at the Ritz in, in Tokyo, and um, I remember Fox telling me, you cannot go out of your hotel room because Norman Reedus already knows who you are from your videos. If he sees you're here, he's going to know something's up. Oh, so he yeah. was a fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gotcha. We were mutual fans, and, and it's funny. If you watch the video, when I scared him, he's like, he goes, you bastard. He's like, I already know about you. I blasted you off to the universe because he would share my stuff. <laughs> right. And then uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he actually shared one of my fitness videos now. He's like, bro, like you're doing this now. You're amazing. And it's just crazy how like, you know, everyone knew me from my pranking. But like you said, though, if you had a million, you know, followers, that's a lot of people. The yeah. word is going to get out there. Yeah. So, so tell me more. So you're staying at the Ritz in Tokyo. You can't go to your room. So tell me about the prank. So they're like, all right, like, you know. I was already following them on Instagram, so like I was in my hotel room, and then next thing I know, I see uh, Norman post a picture of his hotel room. I'm like, I'm in the same hotel as him. Like, <laughs> I cannot leave. So like, you know, I had people. They would take me through like the secret corridors of the hotel and everything, and um, they rented out like four rooms to do the hotel. And Greg Nicotero came in. You know, I met Greg yeah. in Metallica a couple yeah. months ago in Atlanta. Yeah, Greg. So I met Greg, and Greg did. Uh, my makeup and it took about four hours for the makeup but it was the most amazing experience ever you know we're looking out we're looking out at the views of mount fuji we could see mount fuji mm -hmm. from our hotel and i'm like what am i doing mm -hmm. so he puts and, four hours of, of prosthetics yes. so you, you look like the zombie and i look like a real zombie and they you know um i was like can i like can i like walk around the hotel like this like no like you'll freak people out like this is too real mm -hmm. so um norman thought he was going in an interview so he, they sent him down in a, in a room. I had an earpiece in, and I and wasn't in the you? room at the okay. time. And we had like a control room with a bunch of cameras. Uh, Andrew Lincoln was in my ear with an earpiece. My parents were there. I flew my parents out. And um, Norman goes in, and they say, you know, Norman, I'm sorry. Like, uh, the camera aren't working. We have to go switch out the battery. So they leave, and then Norman's in this room by himself. And they're like, uh, someone, I'm in a trolley. And there's snacks on top of the trolley, but I'm under it. And they say, Norman, like, if you're hungry, you know, like, here's, here's, some, here's some food. And here I am, like, you know, there's a curtain here. And I'm like, Norman Reedus is on the other side sitting there. <laughs> he was playing Candy Crush. Mm. And um, I'm like, what happens if, because my, 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 my zombie scream, I'm like, what happens if I don't get anything out? Like, I come out and it's just like, I'm like, oh, no. So um, next thing you know, Andrew's in my ear. He goes, go, Nick, go. And I come out. I go, Rah! And I get a scare. I, I'm surprised I got a scare at him. He jumped. He, jumped, didn't he, he yeah. did. He did. And he called me a bastard. Yeah, yeah. And it was successful. And then uh, everyone came in. And what did was, he say to you after? He was like, "You bastard." He's mm -hmm. like, "We hugged." He's like, "I love you, man." He's like, "I already knew about your stuff." He's like, "You're, you know, you're amazing." That's great. We're mutual fans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an amazing experience. And then we got to like tour around Tokyo with them afterwards for the week. So, has there been other people of 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 celebrity that know you know your work? I'm sure there's a lot okay. of celebrities that know know my work that else. I just don't know that they know me. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of I have a lot of, you know, famous athletes that follow me, you know, with my speaking company. I'm building my speaking company. So um, I would love to go speak in the NFL, you know, speak to the teams like, you know, because I'm an athlete. And the thing with me is the beautiful thing about me is, you know, I can come up here and speak and you don't know if I'm BSing, but like. It's real. I you can't buy a fit body. Like I'm doing this. It's real, mm -hmm. man. And and for me, you know, I want to I want to talk to the NBA, the NFL, the MLS, everything because I can relate on a whole new level with these athletes because I'm an actual athlete. You know, it's an amazing I think it's an amazing opportunity to be able to, you know, not only show these guys what I'm doing business-wise, but to be like, bro, like look at this kid, what he's putting out in the gym, like Dude, I, I, we're gonna we're gonna change the world. We're going to change the world. That's well, you're, talking, you're talking about for, for for positivity or for believing in yourself. Like, what what kind of lessons do you want to impart in the athletes that you're talking to? Everything from you know, like I said, confidence. Mm. Because everyone, everyone at at least one point in life is struggling with confidence or has. And you know, and I and to show people that it's a skill. It's something that you need to work on over a long period of time. You know, the 10,000 right. hour rule, right? You need 10,000 hours to craft your skill. Mm -hmm. Like confidence is a skill and. And, you know, I go through my life story showing them that I didn't have confidence. 
I didn't know what I was doing in the fitness world, but I, I was confident in my ability to reach my vision. I was confident in my ability that I knew I was going to gain the knowledge where I needed to gain the knowledge, and I was going to become that. I was going to organically become what I was going to become. Mm-hmm. I never knew anything about fitness modeling or bodybuilding, but now people know me as a bodybuilder and a fitness model. I never did any speeches, um, you know, but I found topics that I was passionate about, and I spoke about it with confidence. Now I'm booked all over the world for speaking. Hmm. Like, Confidence is a. That's why I'm writing the book on confidence because it's a major. It's 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 a game changer. So talk about you know to these athletes about confidence, but um to show them you know consistency consistency in the stuff that right, I go right. through the sacrifice with my arm that I went through you know cutting my arm off. That's just amazing. Yeah, to cut your arm off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you got to do what you got to do. Did, was was like I mean I guess you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want, but the doctor was totally cool with it. Yeah. And understood the reason why. Yes. Hmm. Um. I, I told the doctor, we, uh, you know, I said, my goal is to be a wrestler, and I cannot be a wrestler if my arm hurts. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of this. This mm-hmm. needs to get. And they said, okay, we're going to laser it off and put some cushion sure. on you and see how it goes. And it was the best me- decision of my life. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to Talk is Jericho. Let me ask you this. I'm looking at you. Have, like you said, you have one finger, so you don't, you don't, have, a, you don't have a thumb. A thumb. So do you, how do you write? Like this. With your, I trap the, the you have a, the, I trap the, the pen. Between your short arm and, and, my, and, and my your chin. cheek. And my chin. And, write, and like write that way. Yep. Unbelievable. So what about driving? Do you drive? I drive. I drove here. Okay. How, um, how do so you do that? I have a car and basically I drive a regular steering wheel. I have a little monitor here for like the blinkers and mm-hmm. whatnot, but I use, like I said, I don't even, some of the stuff I don't even need. I do everything on my own. Um, and then I have like, it's kind of like a boat lever. So like I'm driving like one hand on the mm-hmm. wheel and then I push forward for gas and pull back for brake. I mean that has to be completely custom made. Yes. Uh, so like my first car, my first car had to be like prescribed by the state, like all the adaptions that they think I needed. But mm. now going on, I have like the certificate that I have a car. So like my next car that I'm gonna buy, I could just put like a simple hand control for like you know people that are paralyzed. They could just put hand controls. Right. That's all I'm gonna have. So interesting. So talking about this, so prescribed by the state. So what did you have to do? Go for a meeting and say this is what I have. They write it out, like yeah, like they just like kind of an evaluation, mm-hmm. evaluating me and seeing what they think I need. That's which, unbelievable. You know, then yeah. again, they're always going to think I need more because yeah, you know, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So like my first car has got a lot more adaptions and a lot more money into it that I'm ever going to need in my all my other cars. So right, right. I'm excited for my next cars. I don't have to put like a lot of money into That's it. That's amazing, though. So, yeah. And you travel around in a wheelchair, but in most of your videos and stuff, you're basically just moving around on your own without yeah, the wheelchair. Yeah, so in the, in the gym at home, I'm not in the wheelchair. I mean, the wheelchair is strictly to get in and to get into the store or get out of the store or, like, I don't like walking on concrete or anything that, like, mm-hmm. you know, cuts up my hand. So Gotcha. Because that's basically how you're moving is just on your yeah, hand. Yeah, my hand. Gotcha. So what, where your legs are, is it just kind of like it's just... thigh. No, I have, I have, have thighs. thighs. I see yeah. if you have some movement yeah. in there. So I have yeah. thighs. Quads. Gotcha. So I'm actually... Um, when I was about 14, I got into prosthetic legs Mm -hmm. and it was the one thing physically I wasn't strong enough to do it. And that didn't really click now, but now that I'm in fitness, like it's been in the back of my head. So I've, I've made a lower body routine for me. I do squats. I do everything. Hmm. I'm going to get back in my legs. I'm going to crush that too. Mm -hmm. But that's just, that's just on the list. How do you do squats though? Just with a hack squat bar. Uh So the hack squat bar, it comes over your traps and has handles and basically I would, I'd, because st- I have a standing position on my thighs, like, like you have your relaxed and then you're sitting. I see. So I yeah. go, it's basically like good mornings. Like it, it hits uh, my core, yeah, it hits my yeah, lower yeah. back, and it hits my quads. So is that your goal is to kind of build up the squads so you can walk on the prosthetic legs? Or is um, not only to walk on the prosthetic legs, but just whip out my quads and be like, look at my massive quads. <laughs> like I, I don't skip leg day. <laughs> now let me ask you this. So like I know, like I broke my arm back in '94 which took away that arm. So to do weights with just one hand is hard because you need the anchor of both. So what do you do? Like, let's say, I mean, biceps, I can see you just do with one arm. But let's yeah. say you want to do chest exercises. Chest. What do you do with your shorter arm? So everything, um, I've, moving here, I moved to Tampa about a little over two months ago, mm-hmm. and I've grown like a weed since switching up my training and really drop, dropping the weight and focusing on the movements. Mm-hmm. Um, so me, like I said, it's a lot of focus. It's just making sure I'm even, making sure that, you know, I, you know, sometimes I just, I, I forget 
like I take away this hand and I, I just pretend that I have both mm-hmm. both short arms. Mm-hmm. So like for flies or for like chest press, I just make sure that I'm. But what are you attaching the short arm to? Um, sometimes, mostly my buddy's hand. Gotcha. Resistant training, gotcha. which is killer. Like resistance training. So like we'll do like um, pauses at the top and then we'll do negatives where he slams down on me and I have to like fight up. Like that type of training is going to build. It's all about just breaking through that muscle fiber. So like sure. the different ways of training and, and from him, you know, with both of my hands, like with both of his hands, like holding down both sides for flies, like we get the greatest. I you get know what's interesting pump. to me is, is like I'm looking at you and you're and you're chest is like perfectly proportioned it's almost like i'm almost. watching forrest gump where where it's cgi without you know what i mean like remember when C- uh, lieutenant dan yeah. has no legs but it's like it looks like right now that you look that, that your short arm is just cgi like you really have two arms like just by the way that that your chest is it's amazing thank you yeah you have better... well, it's funny you said that because like i'm already thinking about you know like who says i can't go in mainstream acting Why not? you know I've, I've been already thinking of parts like um i want to be like a general, like sitting in a wheelchair, but it's not fake. It's real because it's real. I'll be I'll be jacked, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's real. Or I want to be a villain and having them attach like a machine gun to this arm, <laughs> right? <laughs> like not, I right? got so many ideas, and they're yeah, going yeah. to happen. It's just let me ask you this. So, so you're talking like, um, like if I'm hanging out with with the Big Show, for example, he's yes. like seven foot tall yes. giant or great colleague, the actual giant. People stare. Like, it's really bad. You can see, like, just looking at these, like, especially, like, in Japan. So what's it like for you when you're walking down the street? People staring at you, like, who is this well, guy? What's wrong it's with funny him? You, it's funny you brought up Japan. It's because my whole, my whole tattoo is actually Japanese culture. That's how I fell in love with Japanese okay, culture. Right. And, the, and it's funny you said that because from them being, from him being tall, he, he got, so me going to Tokyo, Japan, the one thing that I came out of it, I wrote a paper on it for high school. No one stared at me. Hmm. No one. I never got any any disrespectful looks or anyone pointing or anything. But he's gonna get stared because he's taller. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But like as a respect in their culture, they would never. They, oh, I, they, I didn't get any looks because of the way that the yeah. way your body is. The yeah, deformities or they whatever. just they didn't like. Hmm. They were just cool. Like didn't care. That's what. That's why. So I how, thought, about, how about in the states? Yeah. Um, like I said, now, now, I mean, with with where my confidence is at, my body, I don't know if the girls are looking at me because I'm weird or because I'm that good looking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do, I do get stares. But you know, I am a, I am a totally different person, um, mindset, mentally. You know, um, I have so much confidence, um, and you know, I don't, I don't care anymore. You know, like you can stare at me, and uh, like I said, you know, someone could stare at you. You can have no idea if they're staring at you because, like, how does that kid lift weights? How does mm-hmm. that kid look muscular? Or just because they're curious, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, perspective is everything. And having a, pers- a, a a variety of perspective on everything and just understanding how other people think is a game changer. Mm. So, like, you know, just technically putting them, putting yourself in their shoes and seeing why they why are they doing that. Mm-hmm. Just the actions behind people. So, you know, I don't care anymore. What about I love for, it. What about for little kids? They don't know better. Yeah. Uh, little kids. And, and, you know, I, it's important you know, I would love to go up to them or talk to the mom and be like, hey, you want to like, just like introduce yourself, kids just let them know. Like, yeah, kids would be like, why, why are you like that or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It, that, and, that's, and that's totally fine, you know, and, and the one thing that, you know, the parents sh- should tell these kids, should get them to, you know, that's why it's important me to connect with these kids and, you know, speak at the, the schools because there's not many people like me and, and if I can just connect with these kids. Twelve for, in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the rest of their life, they'd be like, oh, I, there, there's a kid like Nick that looks like that, like normal mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know so i was showing my kids the, the some of the videos i have 11 year old twins and they're watching and they they're like really like impressed like oh my gosh look what yeah. he's doing i think it's like you said it's, it is very inspirational you know yeah was there ever times like in high school or whenever where someone was mean to you and you got like you got the upper hand or some kind of insult that you gave them or something like that uh i I get I get a question a lot about bullying. Mm. I have to say, you know, I'm not being cocky. I had the most amazing set of friends mm. um, that I could ever ask for throughout my whole entire life. And you know, all my friends were stud wrestlers. I don't think anyone was messing around with Nick. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm grateful. Like I said, I'm extremely grateful. Even now, the people that I surround myself with, um, I'm just grateful. It, it takes a village, and um, you know, people got my back. I got people's back. So I, that was never an issue for me, which, like I yeah, said. Yeah, that's great, yeah. There's a great video that I saw where you were uh, with another guy. I'm assuming he was on your wrestling team, and he jumps over a garbage can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say, I can do that. Yeah. And he says, you got no legs. And then what happens? I jumped over the garbage can. Well, you ran I right tried. into oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> you just ran right into yeah. it and hit the garbage can and fell down. So obviously you have a sense of humor, yeah. too, right? Like, yeah, that's, 
that's super important. And like I said, that goes that goes hand in hand to showing kids like Nick's happy. You know, if, if people can see Nick happy and joking and not really like even worrying about the disability, like they could. My goal is to just change people's perspective and change their mindset on life. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I go into speeches and seminars or corporations, you know, I tell people my main goal, you know, I want to motivate, I want to inspire you guys, but my most important goal is to leave you refreshed and with a whole new mind, mindset on life, mm-hmm. you know? And and I do that just throw, uh, through showing people what I've been through and, and not to show off, but to show them what they can accomplish with a full body. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. The what potential. What you can accomplish the potential. without one. Yeah. Did you, do you play drums? I do. How do you do that? So, actually, I want to get back into the drums, which we should, we should probably jam out. Yeah, um, yeah. When, I was, when I was in first grade, um, like I said, when people, when people said, hey, Nick, try this, I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. You know, I'm going to try it, and I'm going to give it my all. So, the, the gym, uh, not the gym teacher, the music teacher came to me and said, hey, we have an electric, the, the school can fund an electric drum set. We'll see if you could play it. I said, okay. So, we got an electric drum set, and you know, you can move the pedals around. So I would sit on the hi-hat pedal and the bass, and I'd play the hi-hat with this leg, with this thigh, and the bass with this leg, and we'd ace bandage the, the drums. And I was so good at the drums that they moved me into the middle school band. So what are you holding your drumsticks with? They, they would ace bandage. Ace bandage so and the, the only Yeah, your... the only thing, which, which I'm sure there's more technology out there, that I couldn't have that, like, yeah. You know where where you hold the the stick loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, remember yeah. wipeout. The, yeah, yeah. The, the wipeout <laughs> solo. <laughs> I could play <laughs> the wipeout solo. Wow. Doom, 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 With doom, your doom, short doom, arm doom, doom. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. But I couldn't do it to the full potential because you know if if you can let it bounce, it's like you know. So I want to figure out. I want to get back in the drums. Um, that like that's a side people don't even know about me. Yeah, I happen to read that. Yeah. You know, it's the famous story about Def Leppard. The guy only has one arm. You're taking it a step further. You're yeah, really showing off to him. You're like, hey, buddy. I would, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get back into the drums. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I guess like you said, if you, I was just wondering how you would hold onto the stick but with the ace bandaging it on there. Yeah, you're fine, right? Yeah. So I played a full set of drums, and I really enjoyed the drums. Um, the thing, so remember, my arm was longer mm-hmm. and it was in pain, so like I would cut the circulation off; it would get infected. Hmm. So I stopped playing the drums in about sixth grade, but I'm gonna I. You sparked the idea. I'm going to get back go. into it. You would just have to put the, 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 the drums in the right place yeah. that, would, that you can reach it, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about, like, uh, like how was it for, like, you mentioned that you, you are a fitness model. Um, how is it with girls? You know a lot of girls? I do know a lot of girls. Yeah, I can see why you <laughs> smile on your um, face. Like I said, I look at it this way. Um, the girls either going to not care about the physical differences mm-hmm. or they're going to care. And for the people that care, those aren't the people that I want to surround myself with. Right, right, So right, it's, right. I'm basically organically filtering out the right girls that I want to be with. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, like, it, that, that's the bottom line. If, 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 if my six-pack and my good looks ain't enough to, like, veer you away from the no <laughs> legs part, then, hey, that's not the type of person. Uh, you're not the type of girl I want to be with, right? <laughs> that, that's you, how I look at it. Did you go to, like, your prom and all that stuff? I didn't. Oh, okay. um, I didn't have, like I said, I wasn't. You know, I was a wrestler. I was doing the Vine, but I was very kept to myself in high school. Back then, you didn't yeah. have the confidence. No, but mm. yeah, my confidence, like I said, uh, it's a skill. So, and how about now? Do you do you go on dates? Do you have girlfriends? I do. Or? I actually, we just went out to um, the I think the V three fights, the MMA fights at the Tampa, mm-hmm. and uh, I brought two girls, not one, two, <laughs> hey. and, and they were both beautiful. So, <laughs> the company was like, "Hey, man, like you showed up with two two pretty good girls." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's what that's I we do. do it. That's what I do." <laughs> But yeah, man, like I said, from high school to now, I'm a totally different Mm. beast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. So do you live by yourself? I do. So tell me about that. So how does that work as far as like cooking or or bathroom and all that sort of stuff? When I when I graduated from high school, I actually moved moved with a roommate to California. And then I did, I found out I didn't want to do the pranking. I moved back home. And then oh, you're gonna do you're gonna be like a professional pranker for. Uh, that's a while what I was doing. I was making money off of it. And then I made that that announcement. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna become a fitness model. I'm gonna become a motivational speaker, a keynote speaker, um, all this stuff." And I said, "You're either gonna support it. You don't. I understand that." Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show the confidence. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was, but I knew I was going to do it. And um, 
So moving to Tampa, this was the first time I was moving alone. So it's all about being comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And I knew that just throwing myself into the situation that I would adapt. And Why did you come here? I came here, um, Chris Cavallini, yeah. the CEO of Nutrition Solutions, which is like my big brother. He met, he's been mentoring me for like over two years now. Hmm. And he's like, bro, like, you need to come here. The surrounding yourself with the right people, holding yourself accountable, you know, the environment for your fitness, for your modeling, everything, you need to come here. Mm-hmm. And it was the best move in all my careers. And, um, you know, I, I even, um, right now, I go in Monday through Friday, 9 to 2, to do just client relations stuff for Nutrition Solutions. So you work for Nutrition Solutions? Yeah, I, okay. I do some, like, welcoming calls, writing birthday cards, like, just, like, fun, like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Because it's only it's only a stepping stone learning you know there's there's you can learn so much so if right. i can just learn everything and anything it's only going to benefit me yeah, yeah. So i get to be around i get to be around these amazing people like chief yeah, yeah. Um, that i brought here i get to be around these these amazing people you know five to six days out of the week and that's only going to help me with my other careers because sure the environment but when you move to tampa so what kind of like do you just go to a normal apartment or do you have to find a place with certain amenities into um, it or i found just just I had to find a first floor mm-hmm. um and just like little little like stupid things that people wouldn't expect like I just got to make sure there's not a big lip on the door so my wheelchair can mm-hmm. get through the you know with the motor so I can go over the lip that's all um but other than that I adapt everything myself and I'm I'm pretty proud of myself for how how well I've been doing living on my own do you cook no all my meal prep so like okay. right now I am my my first ever body my men's physique show September 9th it's on it's on Jefferson High School off West Shore, and we're making history here. And uh, all my food comes from Nutrition Solutions, which makes my life like a hundred times easier because mm. I can't. I mean, I can cook. I'm not gonna say I can't cook. I have a funny story about grilled cheese, but um, <laughs> let me hear it. What's the I grilled can, cheese? So I wanted to make. This was back um, when I lived in Jersey. I wanted to make a grilled cheese, and my parents weren't home. They're like, "All right, just figure it out. Like, try to figure it out." So like, I'm texting my dad. I'm like, "All right, I'm doing this. I'm doing that." Took me like forty minutes to make a grilled cheese. I eat it. I'm like, I should have made two. <laughs> so like cooking, cook, yeah, cooking, cooking just takes a little bit more time. So like, oh, once again, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how you would even do that. Like, like grilled get, cheese in like a pan. Picking, yeah, put, getting the chair over to the refrigerator so I could reach it up, and then moving the chair back over the stove and getting right. on the counter. Yeah, it takes so a while. Efficient. We want to be efficient. So, um, Chris hooking me up, Nutrition Solutions hooking me up with my meals. I'm an athlete under them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, I, I always tell people I would never even talk about something if I didn't take it to heart and use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not about putting out a product or something that I, I wouldn't use. Like having having me just going into my, my refrigerator and having all my, my meals laid out and I just put it in the microwave. You well, know, that's good for that put my, my parents at ease. It yeah, puts yeah, me yeah, at yeah, ease. Yeah, they, yeah. And, I, and I said this at one of the speech I spoke at the facility. I said, you guys filled that like that little missing void, you know, of Nick, how are you going to feed yourself? I got my team behind me. Right, right, you know? right, right. So I'm super grateful for so, that. So that brings the whole because Nutrition Solutions is a is a meal preparation company. Yes. It takes it to a different level. It's, it's it makes it a lot easier and almost survival for you. Yes. Because you don't have to worry about that. Yes. And at the same time, um, it holds me more accountable to put all the right fuels in my body. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm taking in the top top end food and um like I said for my competition, my my um my meal prep is customized right now, so and they do that. So just hooking me up and just making my life easier. So when you go for the competition, obviously, are you telling like the the judges, or whatever? Like, here's my situation. Here's me. I have not yet. You have not. I have so not. Just I don't s- know if I will. You're just gonna show up there and so walk it's on funny, stage. I emailed the promoters. They already knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been making a name in the Tampa area. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of the city behind me. So you know, I I emailed the promoters. I was like, hey, this is my situation. I'm competing. You could tell me no. I'm probably still gonna show up. <laughs> and they didn't. They're like, no, dude. Like, you, this is your go ahead. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. So, whether they communicate that with the judges, that's them. But I'm just gonna go out there and shock the world. So you're gonna have like you got the posing trunks and oh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I got my posing down. I I just got back from Key West. I was out with a, a bunch of the top physiques in the world. Just you know, training in Key West and filming and having a great old time with posing and everything. Do you drink at all? Um. So I just turned 21. Right. Okay. I turned 21 May 20th. Mm-hmm. And um. I went out for my 21st and then no, I don't, you know, especially you with think, the fitness yeah. and the bodybuilding, like I said, that doesn't help me with my muscle mm-hmm, development. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do it. Well, yeah, yeah. Interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit more about the pranks. Like I said, like some of the people's reactions were like getting pretty free. Like, did people ever like punch you or get mad at you or. 
So the thing is, we just like for the bigger pranks, um, we make sure we have a team. And, you know, when those people's faces aren't blurred, that means they signed a, a release. A waiver. Form. So yeah. after we like, hey, this is Nick. Like, so tell me some work. of the bigger pranks that you did. Because we see the one where you came down the aisle and like scare people in the yeah. grocery store or whatever. So the biggest the biggest one, um, one of the biggest ones was um, I did a prank with Vitaly uh, Zordovetsky. He is a he's a prankster YouTuber. And it was called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre prank. And that was. Uh, I think a, a couple years ago it was for Halloween, and I dressed up. I had like um, fake guts coming out of me. We were in a Beverly Hills parking garage. He was dressed up as a chainsaw massacre, and like I was hanging, and he was like cutting my legs off. Oh my gosh, and, um, terrible. That, that landed me. That video got four, that has forty five million views on YouTube right now, and that video landed me live on Fox News um, with Greta. Hmm, Greta Van Susteren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did an interview, and I thought she was going to rip me up. What did she, she didn't. Yeah, she just thought it was cool. And I was like, wow, thank you. But, so you guys are just doing this like in a parking lot and someone walks by? Like, these poor people must be flipping out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, at the time, I, that was a couple years ago. And now, um, especially for my safety reasons, I, I, I don't prank anymore. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like a funny, like a more like not scary, like holy, right. holy shit kind of thing. Because that sort of thing could backfire. I remember a couple years ago, yeah. some clown. Someone get shot. Yeah. So like for my own safety, I, I'm not trying to get shot. <laughs> Did anything ever backfire to, on you? Like, did you ever get a backhand of someone you're like, ah? Once, I mean, for the most part, we were grateful that we had great people. You know, once I explained the situation and they'd like, oh, this is funny. Like, look, they, mm. they, so, most of the people are like, how are you doing that? Like, how is this real? Like, mm. looking at me. Is and I'm like, a puppet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so it's cool. Once they understand, man, it's. I remember cool. a few years ago, did you ever see that one of the clown, like this clown guy with a big giant hammer? Yeah, and he hits the head. And he hits the head, which it is like explodes. obviously a dummy explodes with blood. And the yes. dude, oh, like, like, dude, you're lucky someone didn't pull out a gun and just yeah. shoot you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And those are in foreign countries too, so like. Yeah. So like, yeah, for safety th reasons. Thinking like when you come around the corner in the aisleway, if I saw you coming at Get me, kicked. I would like, I'd yeah. kick you or punch yeah. you. Like, what the yeah. hell is this? You know? Well, that would just make my views go up. So, <laughs> am I right? Am I, I like, right? Am I got I right? kicked in the face on this prank. I totally posted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're talking about your, your speaking company, and you said worldwide. Do you go around the world to do speeches? Yeah. Or? So, um, you know, I'm at the base. I'm building my my keynote speaking company. Um, it's very new to me. I've been taking a business approach on things just in these past couple months. So my business is Raw Metal Motivations, and uh, basically that provides my services as a keynote speaker, motivational speaker. Um, I've been going to entrepreneur conventions, speaking, corporations, churches, schools, you name it. I'm just trying to change the world on a mm. whole bigger picture. Right. Um, I've been... I just got con contacted for the, for the Philippines to speak out in the Philippines. I'm trying to go everywhere. So who's well, I'm going to go everywhere. Who's who's con uh, uh, contacting you? Like different companies or yes, everyone like organizations, com companies, organizations, uh, schools, churches, entrepreneur conventions, hmm. anything. Um, and like I said, I'm just trying to get out there. Just change the world on a whole bigger aspect than people think I was going to do. So, Do you, you know. speak to other uh, handicapped people or people in, in, in different situations yes. like yours? So actually last month I went out to West Palm Beach to speak at Dr. Paley's Institute, which is an institute where um, it's a world's fa world famous institute where kids go all around. They come in from all around the country. I mean all around the world actually. And um, they go through like bone lengthening. Like um, if they're like – these some of these kids aren't their femurs don't you know aren't aren't developed correctly and they lengthen them with like pins and stuff mm. and these kids go through like some serious stuff like serious rehab and um i had the opportunity to go there and they had like all flyers around for me like this kid was coming to speak and it was me and you know i got to connect with these kids and like it was like a it was like a life-changing moment for me to be able to you know to just connect with these kids on that level to show them that i went through some of this mm -hmm. you know like um, one, the one thing that stuck out to me, you know, afterwards I told them, you know, like, I don't want thank yous. I want, well, I mean, I like thank yous, but give me a hug. You know, I want your, I want hugs from all the kids and all mm -hmm. the, all the people. And, um, this little girl, she was, a, she has a, a sister and she was adopted. Um, they're, I think they're from China and, um, you know, the one girl, both her femurs weren't developed correctly. So they actually lengthened both her femurs to get prosthetics on them. And, um, but by the age of 14, like, they, they were both in foster homes. By the age of 14, they'll just put them out in the streets. So, like, she was adopted. Really? Yeah, she was adopted. And, um, you know, like, they were in line to take pictures with me, and she came up and, like, just, like, no hesitation, just a hug. You know, just a real deep, loving hug. And, and to you know, for me, you know, 
for a kid to be comfortable with me because you know I am different but to, for them to see that they're different and they, they just don't even see it like it all starts as a kid like if I can impact these kids it changed their mindset for the rest of their life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it was just it was just an amazing experience to just and and there was even like kids kids there that were siblings of those kids going through that normal kids and they would come up and hug me they had no problem and it was just mm-hmm. I was like man definitely That's moved the needle cool. forward my fulfillment and everything it was an amazing experience for me so that was one of the latest things that I did with kids that's cool. Is that even a proper term when I said handicapped? Is that even a, do, you, do you even I don't consider like that yourself word, that? No. Yeah, I mean, as I said, and I was like, I don't even know if that's probably not even a good word to even say. I mean, they call me an adaptive athlete. So, I mean, I guess you can call me an adaptive, adaptive. athlete. Yeah, other I people just call do. myself a beast. <laughs> that's how I look at it. Uh, you put a barrier in front of me, I'm going to run through it. So, there really is no disability or handicap. Yeah, I guess, you know, that's, that's such a, a kind of a derogatory term in, these, in this day and age, right? Disability and dis- disabled yeah. and all that sort of thing. Because I think everybody just has different situations. Absolutely. You know, everybody's got their thing. With, you know, whether it's a health thing or a, fit, uh, a mental thing, everybody's got things that they have to overcome. Absolutely. Right? And obviously, you've overcome most of them being as sexy as you are of course, <laughs> thank right? you brother oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah do you do, are, do you watch wrestling were you a wrestling fan so as i it's funny because i'm friends with um i'm friends with jinder and sheamus and all those yeah, guys they're, they, they're yeah. hooked up with nutrition so we're boys too, yeah. uh ray mysterio um you yeah, yeah and um you know i went to the the latest the tampa smack oh, yeah, just that was my first ever one really okay and so you I, like I fell in love fan. i fell in love with one of the one of the nxt girls Oh. Just saying, um, if she if you hear this, which Liv, one? Live. Oh yeah, well, everyone yeah, loves Live. I love her. Chick, yeah. yeah. Was she there? She was. Okay. I was like, hey, I love you from the stands. <laughs> um, but from, that from was the fifty seventh row. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> um, so that was my first um, event. So, uh, some of the Nutrition Solutions guys went out there, and it's really cool because those are your boys out there now. Like, yeah, those are my yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, yo, who says I can't go out there? You know, and like jump off the top rope onto someone. I I was totally do that. Hey man, there there was a guy that wrestled for a while that had one leg. His name was Zach Gowan. Yeah, and there was another guy, Hornswoggle, who was a, a little person. He says, "Call me a midget," but we're not supposed to. You know, a little person. Yeah, those two guys could get to the top rope quicker than I could. A yeah. one legged guy. And a guy who's like, you know, two, three, four feet yeah. tall. Boop, boop. I mean, you could probably get up there yeah. quicker. As, as no, I that's could what, too. we were sitting in there, and I'm like, I was like, bro. If I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to do with it. I'm going to be like one of those guys. I'm like, I'll fly off the top ropes. Like you can fling me up and throw me up into the sky or something. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, right. Just like, it'd be you. sweet. And and the one thing that I noticed, and I, I take great pride, and I'm happy for my boys, is the WWE fan base. They're so loyal. Mm-hmm. You guys Very got so. one of the most loyal fan bases. And for me to see that, because I have a fan base, and just just mm-hmm. like see like how I was like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. want to be a part of that. You know, it's funny with uh, you just put your finger up in the air, and it's like it could be like a pointer finger, or it or could be like a middle off. finger. Yeah, yeah, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. Doctor Evil, like <laughs> evil finger. <laughs> do you? Uh, I was gonna say, uh, do you do you follow any other sports at all? Are you a sports guy? I'm a football guy. Mm-hmm. I like football. I like I, I take you know all all at the end of the day they're all athletes, and I I respect all of them because they play at the highest level. So I love all sports. Right, right, and you that's why I said with my part. yeah. So with my speaking, like. Like I said, you know, I want to speak to the the MLS. I don't want to speak to the NHL and the NBA and the NFL and talk to the athletes because I can connect with them mm-hmm. on whole new levels that no one else could connect to. So listen, you, you you kind of you can do a jack of all trades in speaking because you yeah. can speak to other athletes, you can speak to other uh, uh, adapt adaptive adaptive athletes. kids athletes yeah. whatever. You can speak to like vets that have lost their limbs and in, in everyone, you know, with the, the the mines and all that sort of thing. I mean, you can pretty much you can speak to the you know the model conventions because of how hot you are. All that different <laughs> everything, dude. I like that. that's why I said, you know, and and that's why I'm excited because I'm in the beginning, the ground floors of my business. You know, I can I can impact and talk to anyone mm-hmm. and any and connect to anyone and and like on any level, you know, from an athlete or kids struggling with, you know, confidence issues or suicide prevention or anything. I've been through a lot. So just for me to be able to have that major, you know, outlet to be able to just interact and, and, and you know, show people that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I went through some of the stuff and here's what I'm doing. You could do it. Absolutely. It's incredible. Are you, yeah. do, you, do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, so I'm the baby. I have uh, two sisters and one brother. They're all older. Okay. And yeah. how was it for them growing up, growing up with them? Normal. Um, like I said, the way my parents... My parents shaped me. They threw me. I got beat up by my siblings from the beginning. You know, they, they never, they never showed like sympathy oh, or no. it was just deal oh, no. with this. It, yeah, it was figured out. Mm-hmm. And that, and I, like I said, I would not be here 
we wouldn't be talking if I wasn't raised that way, you know. Um, it's 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 all a mental game. And they must be so proud of you now, huh? Yeah, I mean, we're only getting started, so yeah. You know, um, yeah, I do it. I do it for my boys. I do it for my family, my friends, and just you know, for the world to just show people what you can accomplish if you really want something. Last few questions. Um, a, are you a Walking Dead fan? Yeah. What'd you think of this last season? Now I'm a bad Walking Dead fan because I haven't caught up. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm like way behind on all my shows. Gotcha. Like moving here and just like got so much going on on different business ventures that my TV doesn't turn on anymore, <laughs> to be what, honest. What did you like The Walking Dead? What else? The Walking Dead. Um, Game of Thrones. Vikings. Vikings. Game, yeah, Vikings. Vikings. Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones is so crazy this yeah. season, man. You got to watch it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sons of Anarchy. That was a great one. Sons of Anarchy was one of, probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That had great. Weeds. You know I never weeds? watched Weeds. Watch Weeds. I never watched Weeds. I know Mary Kevin Lou? Nealon, but yeah, Mary I know, Lou Parker? Yeah, I know Kevin Nealon, but not the yeah. ones. Um, last two questions. One, so what is like, what, what other, other, some other goals that you want to do or other activities? You mentioned you want to get back into playing drums. Is there any other stuff like that, that you ever thought of? Um, the book? The books. Books, yeah. Um, I want to release my book within the next couple months, my confidence book. And so how do you text or, or like do you do you use Siri or do you text no, with I your type, finger? Um, I'm super fast. I'm super. I can type super. And that's fast. how you type. You type your book out yeah. like that too. Right? Yeah. Um, I want to release the book, um, the skill and confidence, and then I want to release like a lower version uh, kid for a, a children's book. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two books I'm working on now. Um, I'm what if you have to do? We have to do a capital letter. We have to push shift something. What do you do for that? Use the short arm. Yeah. So do you have a keyboard that can kind no, of? No, I just that? lean. I lean just forward. Lean. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the books. Um, build like you know. My main goal is to travel around the whole world to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the fact that I'm going to do it, and the fact that I know that I can, I'm going to be like speaking in places where they're going to translate my message, and I'm touching all, like you know, impacting all these kids, and you know, just I want to go to like, I want to go to Africa. I want to like, I want to live. Like, I want to do, I want to do everything. You know, I want to change people on every level that I can. I want to I want to get in the WWE ring. Now that you brought it up, ideas. I'm just going to throw <laughs> ideas out there. I want to I want to do that. Okay. I want to I want to throw that out there. I want to skydive. I was going to mention that before. I was actually literally going to say skydive. Sky yeah. I want to skydive. Why not? You could do it. I could do it. Yeah, just pull the ripcord. Yeah. Right. Oh no, I'll go with someone. I'll make sure someone's with me. <laughs> They'd be like, "Where's Nick?" I'm like, hey. <laughs> so. But, a, a last question. If you take, I'm sure probably the Norman Reedus one is up there. But what's your favorite prank that you ever pulled? Besides the Reedus one, I did a statue prank. What's I that? did a statue prank in Philly or New. I think it was New York. Yeah, New York, and uh, where they basically they painted me as a statue, and I sat in where where the other statues were, and I had an earpiece in, and people would walk by me, I'd be like, "Hey," and I'd scare them like that, and that that's on there. So if you type in statue prank, it'll be me. I'm I'm dressed up as a statue. So you're scaring them on two levels because the statue prank as a whole is is scary, and then yeah. they see you there, they're freaking yeah. them out as well. Yeah. What did you do when Vine kind of went down? Did you transfer it to something else? Or yeah, like, it was tough. I I, yeah. I needed to figure out how to how to go ten times, yeah, ten exit, and and that's where I was like fitness. I'm gonna do the fitness thing, and I that's where I made that announcement. And uh, you know, a lot of people unfollowed me and uh, didn't you know because they followed me from my pranking videos, which is fine. I knew I knew that was gonna happen. But I'm just saying Vine as a whole is pretty much, oh, yeah. right? Like, I'm oh, yeah, it's about, done. No, Vine's deleted now. There was a bunch of, like, Vine stars. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, what's they, the they, one, the kids from, like, Charlotte or something? They were, like, uh, the biggest ones from Vine. I can't remember what the kid's name was. But I went to some comic book convention once, and there was all these chicks in the lobbies just freaking out. as a MagCon. Yeah. Yeah, the but, pretty boys of Vine. What were the names? The Pretty Boys of Vine. Whoever the, yeah. I can't remember. The, you, you know their names. are probably looking. Cameron up, right? Dallas. That's the one. Was it? Yeah, Cameron Dallas, yeah. and there was another guy. Whatever. They they transferred to. I mean, they had a. They have an amazing. Anything they do now, they have success in because of the following. Because of the Vine, they were able to take it other places. Oh yeah, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, modeling, gotcha. modeling, everything, anything yeah. they wanted to do. It was just a good outlet. But like, it's funny because like I know some of the 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 biggest people on Vine, and the one guy posted the other day. He's like. 9.2 million followers on Vine, and all it has is a shaker cup that says Vine on it. And I'm like, yeah. Dude. So it was. It <laughs> just kind of went shit. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it was just, I had my I had my moment on there. My That was a huge outlet, outlet for me to, you know, impact kids. I, it landed me in Tokyo. So, and here you and are. It was Vine. Yeah, and now it's we're a, here. Let's go with Tampa. Absolutely. And your big competition, man. September 9th. That's going to be good. September 9th, the Iron Bay Classic. We're making history. What is what is the weight class, or is it like an age class, or just anybody? I am in um, open and novice, and then probably the shortest, the shortest class, um, <laughs> the the five four, whatever. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe the good-looking class, too? Definitely that class, too. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're awesome, man. Thank you, brother. I'm great, grateful uh, for the opportunity. And absolutely. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where the world takes oh, yeah, you. Oh, yeah, man. All right, man. Thanks. And now, Reflections with Raven. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Unless Tommy Dreamer gives them to you, and then you can guarantee that he already ate them all. For more Reflections with Raven, listen to The Raven Effect on the Jericho Network via the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Thanks again to Nick Santona Stasso. Uh, what an inspirational guy. And best of luck to him this Saturday at his first bodybuilding competition at the Iron Bay Classic in Tampa. He's also working on a book, hopes to have it out in November. He's doing more speaking engagements. He's going to pick up the drums again, go skydiving. A super inspirational brother. And what a great guy, man. It was awesome to meet him in person and get a chance to hang out with him and hear about uh, his life and just how he's conquered all his reversities. How he is, uh, how no is a four-letter word for him. He refuses to take no for an answer uh, and speaking of taking no for an answer don't take no for an answer if someone wants you to listen to the team tiger show every sunday morning uh, start your week out with the jericho network and let us entertain you let us entertain you all night long uh, to subscribe at apple podcast leave everyone a five-star rating and review killing the town with storm and cyrus rock talk with mitch lafon the flagship show keeping it 100 with conan and beyond the darkness get your paranormal fix every weekday with brand new episodes so much great stuff uh, thank you so so much for listening and a thank you to you most importantly the sexy beast listeners of talk is jericho for supporting all my incredible sponsors including bombfell go to bombfell.com slash jericho get your own personal stylist and get 25 bucks off your fast purchase uh, my bookie sign up at mybookie.ag use the promo code jericho to get your deposit matched up to 100 that's huge zip recruiter go to ZipRecruiter.com slash jericho to post your jobs for free and of course geico save money on car insurance thank you for listening keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and coming up next Wednesday, comedian, actor, and amazing impressionist Craig Gass is going to be here. Hilarious. Spot-on impersonations of Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, uh, uh, Gene Simmons. Yeah, Gene Simmons. Paul said, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. Uh, you might also know him from King of Queens with Kevin James. Craig Gass is here on Wednesday, and get ready to get your laugh on, man. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, in the meantime, and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy!